0: What's up everybody and welcome back to another movie review, I'm Chase Lee reviewing for DallasMoviescreenings.com. And the movie I want to take a look at right now is True History of the Kelly Gang. Now, this one comes from IFC. It is directed by Justin Kurzel, and this one's based on Peter Carey's novel, and it tells the story of an Australian bush ranger named Ned Kelly and his gang as they flee from the authorities during the 1870s. That's your basic plot of the film. The film doesn't really go anything deeper than that, it's pretty straightforward. But that—that's um, what it is. So going into this, I had no idea what to expect. I'm subscribed to IFC on their YouTube channel, and I didn't even see this trailer. Didn't see any marking for this, so I had no idea who was in it, what the story was, um, tone, presentation—nothing. That's great. I like going into movies blind. It makes the experience. It could make the experience better or worse. Um, either way, that is a. I think a. Um, a nice layer to this review is that I had no idea what this was. Another bonus layer to uh, this film is that it's IFC. And they just kind of throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. They slap their name on everything, which I like. Because you they're not really genre-specific. IFC Midnight's a separate thing. But IFC, just that uh, brand, they uh, will put their name on anything. So you have no idea what you're going to get. Good film, bad film, whatever I... I welcome it. So if this film is right up your alley, and regardless of what I say in my review, uh, you know, check it out on VOD. It hits this Friday, April 24th, uh, 2020. And check it out if you want to. So what I thought about this movie was um, I'm battling two separate mindsets. I, on one side, I think the film is slightly better than okay with problems. On the other side, I'm like, well, I think it's pretty good with problems. So kind of divided on two different grades. I think you know what two grades I'm going with. But let's talk this out and let's see what I can kind of come up with. Before I get into the review, let me just say this. I live in the States and I didn't know much about Ned Kelly or, you know, Australian history that Ned Kelly had in that country. I don't know anything about that. So, you know, whether you live in the States or you're outside of the States watching this review, this is not a history lesson. I don't know anything about this gentleman. I'm just reviewing the movie as is, as it was presented to me. I would like to know more about him. I love history. So um, if I mispronounce a name, place, or whatever, it's not because I'm ignorant or trying to be offensive. I just don't know. Um, but I would like to know. So, you know, if I, if I do say something wrong, comment down below and correct me. Um, okay. So this film is broken up into three separate sections. Boy, man, and monitor. So the film is actually divided up into three distinctively uh, uh, coherent third acts. Act 1, Act 2, and Act 3. It's very clear in the face. Um, And funny enough, the division of these sections is actually perfect to talk about because some sections are better than others, some sections have deeper problems than others, and some sections are um a little mismanaged. And so it's interesting to kind of talk about it that way, but that's how the film is presented and I think it's the best way to review it for you. So, let me just say this overall before I get into each section and into a little um uh deeper phase of the review. The overall like look, cinematography and lighting gorgeous. Uh it reminds me of like just this beautiful, brutal, harsh-looking western um capturing the brutality that people had to go through in this uh this time frame um showing the beauty of nature with the woods and the mountainsides and um the wonderfully lit golden hue of the lantern lit conversations and the the cabins and the houses it's just gorgeous and it captures this you know time in history the 1870s It just looks magnificent. The production design, the costume design looks all on point. The clothes look rustic. They just, it feels like you actually are in this time frame. So, everything about the visual aesthetic and the, um, um, you know, props, costume, and production, great. I have no issue with those. So, let's start with the boy section. So, in this section, Ned is a boy, he's living with his family, his mom, you know, pleases a lot of men sexually to help her family survive uh, prostitution, (laughs) Um, and so he doesn't really have any father figure in his life. He has a dad there at the beginning of the film, but the dad's kind of absent, he's just not there, and so we can basically say Ned never really had a father growing up. With all these men that his mother encounters, one of them, played by Russell Crowe, comes into the family and kind of teaches Ned about life lessons. He uh, instills his wisdom onto Ned, guides him on a path that he thinks Ned will be best at. And the problem with Russell Crowe's character, he's an outlaw. He kills people. And so that's kind of absorbed into Ned's mind that he needs to just survive and do what is necessary steal kill that's what it takes to survive because Russell Crowe you know he's very chill about it but that's what he says he's like this is what we do this is what I do and this is what I want you to do and so his young mind is kind of formed into thinking this is okay and his mother kind of reassures him with that notion by saying that she survives and does what she can um for the family by you know sleeping with uh, a lot of different men and basically having them support the family in some sh- way, shape, or form. So it just it's, it's instilled in him that he needs to do this. And this is the best section of the film. This is where I felt like, you know, the character of Ned is where we can really kind of sympathize with him. We can kind of understand his background, where he came from, why he became the way he did. And we can kind of have an emotional connection to him and be like, okay, I get it. He went down the wrong path, he met the wrong people at the wrong time, and this is where his life ended up, but before all that, he was just a normal kid, just kind of growing up, seeing where he fits in the world, and just finding his own voice. Russell Crowe kind of took that voice and was like, you should go kill now, but that's what he was trying to figure out. He's just a boy growing up, and like I said, best section, for sure. Uh, Best performances, um, best story beats, just the emotional growth in the characters, the attachment to go on this journey with them. Everything about it. The boys section was great. Uh, Russell Crowe uh, was great in this section. SC e. Davis as his mom is fantastic in this film. And that's why I got to say over all three sections, by the way, the performances are great. They're actually like kind of stellar to a point where it makes me uh, kind of angry because like the performances are better than the material in the overall film. Um, but everyone was giving it their all. Uh, Charlie Hunnam also pops up into this section. He kind of tr- uh, is sprinkled throughout all three, but this is where he pops up, and he's just a bad dude. <laughs> I just don't I don't like him, but he, he delivered it so well. Um, he was also kind of a negative influence on Ned's life, kind of just, once again, putting more fuel to the fire. But absolutely love this section. The man section. So Ned has grown up. playing. Uh, he's being played by George M- uh, McKay, in this one, he was from 1917, the hit from last year. Great, great performance. This guy is like super unhinged. You want to watch where he just goes throughout his life. You want to see what path he takes. He's just kind of all over the place. He doesn't he still doesn't know what he wants in life. He's just kind of going with the flow. He gets into this life of crime. He is committed now. And it's just the intensity in George McKay's performance. Is so palpable. Like, it, it is amazing that the perform- performances are this good. But it, he's yeah, oh, he's so fun to watch. Um, but in this section, he's kind of like meeting a bunch of other people in his life. Uh, one played by Nicholas Holt, who I think runs the brothel. I think that's what it was. Uh, he also meets uh, Mackenzie Davis. Um, no, not Mackenzie Davis. <laughs> Thomason Thomason Mackenzie. Guys, it's been a long. Uh, quarantine that's for sure um but this is where he meets a bunch of different people kind of forms relationships with them and eventually these people will stab him in the back but he's starting to um meet new people outside of his family bringing them over to his family his mother kind of is doing the same thing that she's always been doing because once again she's got to survive and she keeps instilling that into ned so it, it just fuels ned to commit more crimes and stuff and you know i just feel like that this is the type of person that you could easily like just grab a hold of and like maybe sit down and talk with. Maybe give a couple therapy sessions, you know, just really kind of change him around. He's a very changeable person, but he's very influenced by the people, immediate people in his life. And they're just <laughs> guiding him in the wrong direction. Um, this is also where I thought the story was a little bit mishandled. The man section, while being performed well, it looks great and some of the growth is there, I felt like this was, especially in the last sections the same way, it feels like a Cliff Notes version, where we get to a point where he's talking with someone, established that, All right, kind of moving on, and we're doing this other thing that I had no idea that that thing was connected to this thing, or like, all that. It's just, it feels like they're kind of rushing through the story just so they can get to the end of the film, where, spoiler alert, he dies. He's an outlaw. He's going to get caught. But, um... You know, it, it just feels like they're just trying to rush, and they're trying to just uh, highlight the the cliff notes. You know, show this that's important, show that that's important. Oh, we gotta we got move on. Um, show that that's important. And it's just it never felt cohesive to me. It just felt kind of unglued at that point, and it really kind of annoyed me. It just didn't have the same kind of flow and structure of section one, where section one was like it was slow, it was methodical, it was just, it was just the right tempo for that story, and it just felt like a really gritty western and this one has those qualities but it feels like it's being untethered a little bit and it just doesn't have that same kind of flow as the first one did and it just feels a little bit mishandled and going just way too fast through his story beats one without having any type of emotional depth and when the emotional stuff does come up i feel kind of empty i feel kind of void i'm gonna be honest with you uh there's a, a family argument that he has with his um his mom, his siblings, and Nicholas Holt's character, Thomas and McKin- uh McKenzie's character. I don't know. It just it, it was a well-acted scene, but I didn't really feel anything because it kept rushing through the story for the most part. So that is the biggest issue with section two, is it just kind of kind of rushes through stuff. Um, but I thought everything else about it was pretty fantastic. And George McKay, man, he is a tour de force. I cannot wait until he blows up here um and makes a film uh for more audiences to see. Because now that I've seen him in an Australian based film and one in the UK with 1917, like I cannot wait for his career to blow up all over the world. He is a true talent in this industry. So let's get to the last section, monitor, where this is kind of like the final stand of the Kelly game. He's starting to find more recruits, find more lost souls that just don't have any guidance in life. And it's almost like a cult where it's like, oh, you're. No one's respecting you or accepting you into their life. Let me just let me just pull you right in here. So, finds more recruits. And he has his last stand against, like, the police and everything because he's committing crimes. He's killing cops. He's doing a lot of dirty things. And this section, I thought, had the same problems as section two where it felt a little bit mishandled. It was just kind of chugging along through the cliff notes. Like, there was one section where, like, Thomas McKenzie meets S.E. Davis and they have a brief interaction, and like that's the last time we see Thomas and McKenzie's character. It's just, it's stuff like that where it's kind of like, kind of come in and out of the story, and like they just, I don't know, it just seems lost. It just seems a little lost. But the final moments between George McKay and S.E. Davis as Ned Kelly's about to face um, public execution, a hanging, not, it's not public, but you know, um, an execution. It's sad. It's really sad stuff. And it's all a conviction uh, conv- uh, of the, the eyes and the performances of the, these actors. You can see how scared he is. He's always been a scared little boy. He's always had this like bravado and confidence to do whatever he wants and take whatever he wants. But when he gets down to it, and he gets down to his final moments of life, you can see this guy is scared out of his mind. So that tells me right there that this was a a guy that could be fixed. He is a villain for sure, but he's not he's not lost. He's not a lost soul. You could easily um reach out and try to help him. And that I th- I thought kind of George's performance there was just kind of wrapping up his entire character with like that small interaction of him just being f- uh fearful of death and just talking to his mom one last time, it got to me. And I was like, that's ah that's the stuff I like about this film. And then it just kind of ends. Um, which is fine. It's the end of his story. And here we go. So that's my kind of complicated thoughts about this thing. So where I was kind of leaning with was a C plus. Like, oh, it's just, it's fine. It's got some great elements and problems for sure. But I'm going to give it that plus because there's some good stuff about it. But at the same time, the performances are really good. It looks really great. The story itself is interesting. The section, The first section is the best. You know what? I'm going to give it a B minus. Those are the two grades I was deciding on. I'm going to give it a B minus. A a very like, take it with a grain of salt, B minus. I know there's a lot. I was kind of reading reviews online. A lot of people are not really liking this film. A lot of people really like it. So it's kind of in two different camps as well. So let me know down below what you thought of true history of the Kelly Gang. I'm going to give it a B minus. So yeah. So excuse me. I hope you guys are staying uh, safe and healthy out there. Uh, if you guys want to subscribe to my YouTube channel or like, excuse me, I don't know what's going on. Like this video. Um, so you can get up to date. So whenever I review anything, please hit that subscribe button. If you want to listen to my podcast, real me in color movie podcast, it's on all streaming platforms But we are hosted out of anchor.fm. Check us out. And, uh, that will do it for this review guys. I'm Chase Lee for Dallas and tune in next time for whatever I review next. I will see you guys later.